Get him. Welcome, folks. Y'all come on in and make yourself at home. This here, well, this is the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Your home for all things Rolling Thunder. This episode is brought to you by Mossy Oak. Because everything is better in Bottomland. Kent Cartridge. Quality matters. Performance counts. Shen Gear. Waterfowl gear that is built better. And Benelli USA. Dominate the skies. Welcome to another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Kinney. Joined, as always, by Spencer Halford. Hey. Man, we are back from Canada. We have done the grand opening. Yeah. We have survived both, enjoyed both immensely. Yeah. And we've survived been pretty... barely. <laughs> That's right. We've been pretty quiet on the podcast front. Was it turkey season? Was that the last time I think, that we I recorded think, Yeah, I think the last episode we did was a recap from Wisconsin or something like that. Was it really? No, no. I'm oh, I was like, well, <laughs> no. I, I'm getting confused here because we've got four or five or six That's episodes, right. good ones in the bank yep. that we haven't our published last, yet. Our last one was 99B, <laughs> which was definitely not episode 100. And that was like right before the grand opening That's or right. something? It was basically like, we're here, we're safe. We just, we're, yeah. you know, everything's Cut fine. Some slack. We just need some time. But we have, I mean, after this one, we have several um, episodes from Jackson Point. You know, and kind of yep. about that that we're going to publish, and so there's there's plenty of stuff we've just been holding back. Yeah, it's all been on purpose. Yeah, this is not an accident. We've also just kind of been hanging on by a hair of our chinny chin chin. <laughs> I mean, Every it bit has of been it. the the week leading up to the store opening, and then the four days after that, because then we left for Canada yep. four days after that, and then Canada, man alive. I mean, it's yep. like the month of September just evaporated, evaporated, evaporated I mean, in a big way. So we we'll throw in some resident goose hunts in there, and it's been it's been a chaotic couple of weeks. But man, I mean, how stinking cool is the grand opening? It was really special. It really it was. really was. It's fun. I mean, we get stuck in a in a bubble of what's right in front of our face, mm-hmm. and sometimes we forget about you know what we're doing is pretty cool. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, matter of fact, and I, I feel like I can say that, so you don't have to. But at the same time, it's like you know what. So what? Like, this is really special, yeah. what we're doing here in Somerville, Tennessee. It's pretty neat to see um, how the widgets we make connect with people over time, not just at mm-hmm. one. You know, they didn't – people that came to the grand opening didn't just show up because, you know, of some momentary yep. um, attraction, like yep. that we had some superstar here signing autographs or something like that. I mean, they showed up because – these were the same people that have showed up at trade shows that yep. we've been to. I mean, and, there's some, and I mean, there's some longevity yep. amongst the people that showed up. We had plenty of local folks that came by and you know had a beer and drank some coffee and whatever just to like because they wanted to say they saw it open. But we also had some people that I mean, North Carolina, yeah, all down the how southeast. About, how about I mean, Christopher Spencer I, sleeping in the parking lot because so he wanted stinking cool. He wanted number one. His comment to me, and, and I'm gonna kind of get it wrong, but he said, you know, a numbered call is cool, but there's only one number one. Yeah, and I thought I was like, my man. I mean, <laughs> I like, and when I pulled awesome. in the parking lot and saw him sitting there, I was like, man, you know what? <laughs> like, 
That's freaking awesome. Like, there's not many other people who deserve that like he does. He's kind of been with us from the get-go. I mean, he's... He started tagging us and buying turkey calls when I didn't have a clue who he was. And, I mean, he didn't – he wasn't – he's never asked for a discount. He's never asked for a – for anything. He's just like, hey, I like those guys. And he's, like, been a part of our family and our team. I mean, and when I pulled in and saw him sitting there first in line, I was like, this is so incredible. (laughs) It's pretty wild, and it's kind of like – you know, some kind of a refrain we've said kind of back and forth to each other for a little while is – we're not just making duck calls. Yeah, it's a whole lot more than just duck calls. It's a whole lot I mean, more than duck calls. So, and, and that was that was to me what registered with the grand opening was like, man, you know, we knew it was a big deal. We thought it was a big deal, anyways. Yeah. And it felt like a big deal to us, but to see it, to see other people walk in and take it in, and to see people who in our community even yep. who had been around the construction process for the last eight months. Been driving by and craning their necks. Yeah, yep. but had not been nosy enough, which I appreciate to yep. stop in and pester us. I mean, who who went out of their way to come by on that Saturday? Like, it was there was it was a really, mm-hmm. really, I don't know what else, another way to say it other than it was a cool atmosphere. I could, mean, Could and, it have been a magic moment? Oh, for sure. For <laughs> we sure. came through the door, and the reason I say that is if you weren't there, um, after we cut the ribbon, it's not necessarily planned. I think you just had it on a scramble playlist. I did. And I built a playlist. So, so the backstory is I built a playlist sometime last or late spring. I started my, my mind started transitioning from turkey season to duck season. Uh-huh. And last fall when we were in Canada, we were all kind of down in the dumps and struggling and Boozer put on a Motown kind of motif and it kind of and, I, and it changed everybody's atmosphere and, and 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 attitude and i thought to myself you know i need a playlist i can just drop that's got you know a couple dozen songs on it that are just like it puts a smile on everybody's For any face. occasion it's a real safe play yeah and so it was like it was feeling a com- good it was a combination yeah. yeah that's exactly what i called it. it was a feeling good but it was a combination of some motown hits as well as a handful of like southern rock like credence clearwater and you know yep Leonard, some Leonard Skinner, and just a handful of things that, like, when you hear that song, you sing every word and you smile. Like that was basically the parameters. Yeah, and it's and it, and I started building this playlist and didn't really get very far into it and just stopped because I got distracted by something else. So there's literally like twenty five songs on the playlist, you know, and I had that on shuffle play, and we had the uh, the turtle boxes synced up, so when we cut the ribbon, we could walk in. I could just hit play, and I hit shuffle play. And, and the, the song that popped up was <laughs> this this magic moment. And there's no kidding. There's probably five or 600 people who yeah. just walk through the door. It's shoulder to shoulder across yep. the whole place. And everyone's just it, – it, it's fun to watch other people watch something that you've seen because you really don't know how they're going to interact forget. with it. Yep. And, and so when they get to see it for the first time, when you've been walking past it a bunch yep. – it's really something that cool. it's just like taking somebody hunting for the first time. The things that become mundane to you, yeah. like you're you enjoyed it another in another level or in another way because you see them experience it and you've been living with it. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. And and so it was really cool. You and I were standing on the on the top of the Lucky Duck kennels over in the corner, just like watching it. It was like 
boy. Uh, and, and, and it was such an impressive moment that we didn't even talk about the fact that this magic moment was what was playing on the exactly. – We talked about that a few After days later. Fact, we were yeah. like, hey, did you remember what the first song? And you were like, yeah, I got chills. And I was like, I got <laughs> chills too. It's, I guess the only other word I can describe for it is there's like, there was just like this inertia of – you know, we can't stop this ball. Exactly. Like it's, you know, it's, it's momentum feeling of you get I mean, to the top of a roller coaster and you start yeah. going down. Because, <laughs> like, on Monday, let me, like, not even to talk about, you know, having everybody there and then, like, the th- second and third wave that kind of trickled in throughout the day if people yeah. got off of work and stuff like that and selling XLs, which is really cool. But um, just that, you know, Monday morning – People came in, like the door went off, and somebody walked in yeah, yeah. as a customer. Like, and I was like, "Oh, oh our job is different yeah. now." <laughs> <laughs> it was like this, you know. It's not we're just not this is a weekend business, yeah. You know, yeah. And so that was funny to be kind of have that shift of it was wild. Ooh, somebody's got to be up front. I kept <laughs> calling it momentum, and Mark pulled me aside later on. He was like, it, it, "You just have to get to know Mark. He's got a good sense of humor, but he's also real serious." Yeah. And he was like, "That's not momentum, Spence. That's the Holy Spirit." So, <laughs> Holy Spirit is blessing your business. You're right. I was like, I was like uh, okay, Mark. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> so I told him that later. I was like, I was like, oh man, you know, it's helpful to have people redirect you because <laughs> you know you want to be excited about all the effort we've put in, but at the same time, it's like every now and then, Liz, will, Liz and I'll have those moments where yeah. we're like, man, we did that, and then Liz and I'll have to kind of look at each other and be like, no, we didn't. Who, who gave you that idea? And you're like. Okay, thank you, Lord. Yeah. And this is another one of those moments, but it was cool. I don't know. Abraham had to walk up one side of the hill. Yeah, that's right. So it, it, it was cool, and and I mean, we're at the end of the day. I think the neatest thing, the the coolest thing. I don't know what else. I'm running out of synonyms. I need to go get a thesaurus. But <laughs> the coolest thing was to see not only how our fans and our customers interacted, but I noticed in our staff just a. There was some swagger, you mm-hmm. know, that not an and not an arrogant swagger. I mean, I think in their own way, every single one of them was blown away by this thing, and yeah. and not even knowing what to call it, but just sort of like, uh, whoa, people are watching, yeah. people are paying attention. Like yeah. I could tell when we left for Canada four days later, they carried that swagger. It was like, hey, we got to go do, you know, we got to do well. People are paying attention, you know, kind of that sort of thing. And yeah. Um, it's that's, amazing to be pretty, part of something. That's fun. Yeah, it to is To be fun. a part of something, that's right. Something bigger, you know, the whole, the sum is greater than the, wait, the whole is greater than the sum parts, is parts. Yep. And yep. That, that matters. It does. This, it does. This podcast has been very fun to help kind of connect a lot of those dots. It has fueled a lot of that. It has filled in a lot of the details and in a way that, you know, in, in a way that you can't see behind the curtain on social media, you see a yep. picture and you think what that moment is like. Yep. But this this podcast pro- has provided color for the other things people see about us, mm-hmm. both some transparency and some behind the scenes, but also just filled in some gaps in people's yeah. imagination. It's, it's the number one thing people say when they run into us. It. Like, man, I listen to the podcast. I'm a big I listen to the podcast. It's like, and it's, really? And it's I fun. Still- <laughs> Meeting people at trade shows and – you're like, oh yeah, man, it's good to meet you, or yeah. that was fun, or you know. I so, still love when people are like, "Was that Rob? I just heard his voice." You know, they're like behind you, like, "Is that Rob Kinney?" <laughs> because that's so funny because I'm so it's so rare that I'm on the other side of the lens. Yeah, that people don't really know what I look like, but they know what you sound like. <laughs> they know yeah. what I sound like, so it's funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So 
this is episode 100, and, and what we were really holding off for was to kind of, I don't know, do it a little bit more justice than yeah. here's just another episode. Unpack and, some of it. And uh, and we have, we've done this, so you kind of started this in 2020. Yep. During COVID yep. and all that stuff, you, you know, talk, talk about that a little bit. What in the world made you want to do a podcast? Man, that's a good question. I don't know. It just... You know, one of the things, that's a really, really good question. I wish I'd have thought about it ahead of time. <laughs> kind of like surprising but, people more. No, than I appreciate that. I, I'd have an answer for sure. I just had not thought about it. But yeah. the same reason I did, I started doing this podcast was the exact same reason that we started making films. Mm. And it is a, is a combination of two things. One is it just seemed like the coolest way in our own technological age to like document what's going on. Yeah. And I and and I mean in a in an odd, strange way, man. If if I if I get in my truck and I drive out of here and I die in a car wreck on the way home, like my kids will be able to look back at what the last five six years have looked like through the eyes of films, mm. and so my grandkids will be able to do the same thing. Yeah, like it's a it's it's a it's sort of a new age journaling. You know, yeah. it's a like it's a documenting history. Yeah, and in and in the Old Testament. You know, they didn't write down all the stories for hundreds of years or more. Yeah. They passed down the stories of oral faith history. with oral history. Yeah. And so I feel like that when we started doing films, it was an adaptation of television mm-hmm. to sort of tell short stories. And that's morphed into our current model. Yeah. And, and it tells a hunting story because a hunting story is what you do at hunting camp. You tell stories about, remember that time that John... John boy <laughs> fell in that beaver run, you know, floated his hat and blah, blah, blah. Ah, yeah. yeah. You tell those stories. Well, that's basically what we've done in film. We've just done it in a way that makes people want to watch it. Yeah. And we tried to make it creative and we've, and we've changed and adapt, but we started doing the podcast in 2020 because I, there were stories that I wanted to tell that we couldn't fit into a film. Yeah. You know, I wanted to get my son's rendition of a shooting a turkey. Yeah. or my daughter's rendition of, of duck hunting, or any of our number of our friends that color everything, Derek, Adam Campbell, yeah. Thomas Gilpin, yeah. Jed Lamb. I mean, go down the list of all these colorful people that are a part of our life and a part of our world. We don't have, in, in, in 10 or 20 episodes a year, we can't fit their perspective in into to what film we're doing. Series. Into, yeah. Right, and so it's sort of like, it, so I said it accomplishes two things. It tells stories, which is what I wanted the film to do, and and adds color from multiple perspectives. But it also um, it also communicates morality and ethics. And so I think you know in the same way that we um, so funny we have a guest here looking in through the window and uh, we have an on air so. yeah we have an on air oh, time. But I mean this to your point like we're a store and so Maddie's <laughs> out there giving a tour to somebody but. Anyways, so we're telling stories, but but we're also communicating um, a value system and a yeah. and a model of faith and 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 it's it's not that we're trying to preach to our fan base or our customers or the people who are listening. It's just that that's an authentic part of being who we are. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the reasons that I take my there's a bunch of reasons I take my kids hunting to teach them how to kill something, you know, to teach them how to feed themselves, to teach them where their food, all these different things. But one of the reasons I take them hunting is because it puts them in a situation where I can teach them things about life, the birds mm-hmm. and the bees, faith, 
the circle of life, just like all these different little aspects that you can sit and tell a kid across the table or in a classroom, these things, but until you take them out there and you yeah. show them a buck deer chasing a doe and then the buck deer dies, you know, or, or a turkey who gets shot, you know, trying to, you know, find a new girlfriend, like that creates a different conversation about, you know, you ought to be careful who you follow. You know, you ought to be careful about you know yeah. what you do. Maybe you won't get shot, you know, with a, a rogue ammo TSS number nine in the face. Right. But I mean, love will get you but, shot. But in the lo- face. Love will get you in trouble, <laughs> right? I mean, it, so it 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 creates color yep. to these things that are so important in life. And so, in a world where you know families are fifty percent of families end in divorce, mm. and so many kids raise up are raised in a home without a dad or with a dad but without a mom. I mean, just split yep. families. Like, I feel this obligation in some sense to pass on what was handed to me, which was these cool stories that make you laugh and make you love people and that build relationships, but then also to sort of, in a different way, communicate, like, this is what life's about. Life's about making friends. It's about doing things that are fun and and having an adventure. It's also about learning and getting better, and whether it's getting better at how you put the decoys out or getting better at how you yelp at a turkey, like... Those are those are reflections of things that matter in life. Like you ought to get up and go to work and do your job every day just a little bit better than you did the day before, or try. That's cool. Or, or at least have the guts to go. You know what? I screwed that up. I need to do. Th- I need to do something different. You know, and reflect. Yeah. And so that's why we started the podcast. Was I thought we need to we need a way to add some color to these films. And we've had twenty five different podcast ideas in the process of like how we wanted it to go, but. Those were the kind of the two overarching things, and I, I think we've done that, and it's pretty cool. We've certainly given it a, given it a bash for sure. <laughs> for sure. But so you started it in March of 2020, and then you and I and Ben started doing it more in September of 2020, and then it's kind of just taken on a life of its own. Yeah, a lot of that is because of you, the listener, who have who have pushed us. And if we haven't been on for more than yeah. Two weeks start in a row. Messages. Yeah, I started getting nasty grams about when's the next yeah. podcast. I got to drive. But a, or... a lot of that's because of you too. Now, I well, mean, you you deserve a lot of credit, and I'm I'm going to say that because I can toot your horn better than you can. That's a weird way of saying that, but <laughs> no, but nobody likes to hear somebody toot your own horn. I that's guess right. is what I was getting at. But um, you know, there was a point in time in which it transitioned from just a this was started out as a hobby for you and it turned into your job yeah. in a, in large part. And I remember we had a conversation where I was like, listen, you can't let a week go by without putting the podcast board down and making me record a podcast because yeah. we're going to always be busy. And so I say that to just say, you've taken a lot of ownership in this wow. thing. And yes, it, it has worked because people have listened to it, but it's also worked because we keep putting out new episodes. Well, I appreciate you, it. You deserve a lot of credit for it, that. It, it's definitely been fun. It's been, it's one of my favorite things and, you know, so now that this is episode 100, uh, just a couple fast facts here. We've had over 160,000 listens. Wow. To the podcast. Isn't that crazy? Which is nuts. And I, I had the number all typed up here on my iPad, but then I lost it. But from what I understand, we could have driven to Canada and about halfway back. And, and just still dropped. be listening to yeah. episodes? That's right. Wow. Which means that there's a lot of hours of us just prattling along out there. Yeah, I mean, that's 70-something. <laughs> I mean, You know, in our first episodes, are kind of rough, some of them. I went back, and some of, of those mics are pretty hot. Like yeah. the one where I recorded with Jed and Paul and them. <laughs> they were hot, and I just didn't know what I was doing. But so yeah. thank you for, for struggling along with us, and I hope that it's uh, 
that you get something out of it because yeah. we sure do. And so what we decided to do is not just to assume you've gone back and listened to all of them, yep. but we just kind of want to talk about some of our favorite episodes yep. and why they ma- matter to you as well. Yep. And so I don't know if you wanted to kind of kick off your one of your favorites. or I can. I mean, I, I, we asked a couple of the guys around yeah. the office too. We said, you know, because that has been fun. Almost every one of our guys listens to the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that because they're not sitting in here with us. I mean, they don't know what we're talking about, but they <laughs> but they right. listen. And, I mean, most of them listen to these episodes before they, uh, you know. Maybe can even, work here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, they, they, they were fans before they were employees. Well, like when I met Trip, <laughs> I met him at a, a boat, you know, at a boat launch one day when I was doing a shoot. And, uh you know, he was like, yeah, man, I listen to the podcast. And it was obviously before he worked there, so it was fun because we kind of had that instant yep. connection because of that. That's so, right. So you start us off. Kind of what's one of your one of your favorite ones? Man, I – jeez. I thought about a million of them and uh, probably my favorite one was River. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just still have such a profound – uh, River just changed the course of of duck hunting for me. I mean, it, it, she just she just did. I mean, and and I don't know if that episode was all that great, but 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 my connection to that dog is so hard to verbalize and explain. Yep. That it's so it's just such a profound pivot point in life. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a, a path I was going down, and then end up with this dog, and then. I'm on a different, you know, it's like, yeah, like in an odd way. I mean, river was a huge part of, of where I'm of, of rolling thunder and yeah. the heart and soul behind it and the connection to things. And like, so I, I say river, the river episode primarily because which is episode 70, by the way. Yeah. If, if somebody walks up to me and says, man, I love the podcast. The number one episode they say to me is, dude, I got to tell you that. River you should have warned us about River because <laughs> I found myself in the truck with four other grown men and we we're all crying, you know. I know. Like, and that wasn't the point of the River episode, but it it's a perfect representation of the depth of our bond with those silly hounds. I mean, they they hit us in a spot that, you know, nothing else quite like that, you know. It's true. And even us. if you don't even have a duck dog, you've you've pretty much guaranteed you've had a dog that's been hard oh, to lose sure. and and that's, you know, they're special creatures, and that's fun. River is definitely one of those episodes that people bring up to me a mm-hmm. lot as well. Mm-hmm. I guess if I had to pick one or a few, but one of my favorite ones is just the um, the ones with Gary Lockie. Yeah. Episode 56 and 57. Yeah, those are fantastic. They were they were fun. He's just a, a, a wise man and great stories. And he's, you know, when we recorded, he was 98. He's 101 now. Wow. Or he just turned 100. Um, but you know, it's funny at his hundredth birthday party, somebody was talking to him. He goes, have you heard my podcast? <laughs> and then <laughs> he was great. like, you know, it's awesome. <laughs> and, and, and he wants to do another one. And, and, and that's, and that's fun. And his was just so good. And that's just a, I don't know if we have, I don't want to pretend like everyone kind of acts like the days before were always better than the days now, but mm-hmm. there is some element to that. That is definitely true. And one of those things is I feel like we are losing accents Mm-hmm. At a really high rate, I feel like the more we 
all live together, there's kind of a more of a, like a, a vanilla, a, like, a, like a dialect accent. A dialect, like a, yeah. Like you can hear how somebody talks and know where they're from, like yeah, a low like, country accent like to, or a Cajun accent or a, exactly. Yeah, not on like a whole scale, but we're listening like we're losing that old Southern yeah. brogue, that old Southern way of speaking. Yeah. And 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 he's from Virginia, but there's still a way he talks and a charisma and mm-hmm. a, and a cadence that he speaks with. Well, you know, it's in, just inner. There's a lot of energy in that. And in and, Southern culture. That was a real how you spoke was a real important part of communicating. What's who that you word? Were. Uh, if somebody if they're a, if they're a good storyteller, what's the word? Is it troubadour? Like what's the word I'm thinking of? And like, I can't like charisma kind no, of. No, no, it's like a it's a thing. It's like they're a. I can't think of the word. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, we won't bore you with us scratching our heads. But but, but uh, what I'm what I. I don't know what you were trying to convey there, <laughs> but what I was getting at was like in the same way that there was a lot of personal pride in the clothing that you wore, but delivering the, a story right. well. How and, and just, but even when you weren't telling a story, just how you spoke communicated mm, a lot about who you were. Yeah, to the point of the accent. You know, there was yeah. very much a a style of language that was aristocratic. You mm-hmm. know, and blue blood versus you know a real common sort of a redneck hillbilly vernacular you yeah. know there and 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 so like we're we're losing that in middle class middle america you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. and, and i mean there's pros and cons i mean sure you know, maybe we need to lose it I don't, yeah. i'm not i'm not but but it's still to your point that generation has a part of that that our generation doesn't know anything about yeah you know? yeah so it's fun to you know capture capture that kind of stuff but i mean another one that was that that was really special to me was just the the moments in life one I mean, I had just had Liz and I had just had Fran. Ben had just gotten over, like he was still yeah. had his back all broken. We're recording on the back porch at his yeah. house, and he's having mm. trouble just getting in and out of his chair. And you know, and then you, because I had just had Fran, were kind of mm. like thinking about your kids. And, mm-hmm. You know, here we are on the podcast, three grown men <laughs> just crying. <I'd> for, <laughs> we're, I, we're honestly, like, I'd forgotten about that when I that saw was, that on your notes. We. Yeah. We asked everybody what their favorite episodes were, and you'd written that down, and I was I, that was drawing a blank on that one. But I know exactly where I was sitting when we when we recorded that yeah. episode because that was it, a special it, one to me. It was yeah, it was special to all of us. I mean, it it nothing like talking to three broken dudes to to really make you stare at how feeble and and frail you are. You know, <laughs> that's I mean, right. When it was over, we're like, do we hug? Like, what do we? How do we get out of this? Oh, uh, what's the what's the um, more spent? Oh, sorry. That's episode fifty-eight for moments in life. Ah, man, probably my second favorite, and right up there with River because they're all. I'm not a very categorical guy. Everything's just kind of in one big bowl, like spaghetti, you know. <laughs> but, uh, man, probably one of the most special ones for me is the one we just recorded with Derek. Yeah, and and not because Derek's my only friend or the greatest friend. I mean, he 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 kind of is all those things, but, um. I've always said that when I die, I want somebody to stand up at my funeral and say, that sorry son of a bitch right there had a lot of really good friends. Mm. And and people that get to know me always say that. People that they they say, man, you, you, you have got some really high-quality friends. I mean, it's just I don't know why God has blessed me that way, but I I will put my group of friends – 
up against any group of friends out there. Like I just, I I've wish been... everyone could feel that way too. <laughs> you know, that's, that's fun. That's fun. And, and and I say that to just say that, you know, Derek is a special kind of friend in a way that I hadn't had many of those, but he's not the only one. Yep. I mean, Lindy always reminds me that, you know, my buddy Torrent was sleeping in a camper that he borrowed from, you know, somebody that, he knew somebody that they knew that, you know, at the first time we sold duck calls at the, at the, uh, you hadn't even heard that story. So no, I can no. tell, but I mean, when we first started the company, yeah, the first place we went to sell duck calls was wings over the Prairie festival in Stuttgart. And that was on black Friday started mm-hmm. on black Friday. We didn't have any idea it was black Friday. We weren't paying attention. We were thinking about duck calls. We went there with no duck calls tuned. We had one folding table and torrent had a, guy that they worked for and the guy that they worked for or the guy that did work for them is like a subcontractor his boss liked to camp so torn asked that guy if he could borrow <laughs> his boss's rv we hooked it up to my dad's <laughs> truck we borrowed a truck borrowed an rv we parked in the parking lot off main street at the middle of the night it was freezing cold. We couldn't get the heat to start, so we went to Walmart on Black Friday at 12 <laughs> o'clock to try oh, no. to buy an electric space heater. And this is Black Friday when it was crazy. It's a little calmer now than it used to be, but when Black Friday first came out, it yeah, was like... this was Black Friday 2010. Yeah, I mean, this, this was, was like people fighting yeah, like Black it, Friday. It, there, there were two fights while we were there. <laughs> You're Walmart. like, I just want we a sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we just wanted a one electric space heater because our wives were crazy enough to go camp with us in this RV on Main Street Stuttgart. <laughs> so, like... This is, you know, Lindy always reminds me, like, Derek's a good friend, but you he's not your first good friend. <laughs> and right. uh, Anyways, I say all that to just say that, uh, you know, man, we're, we're, we're a strong reflection of the people we surround ourselves with. Mm-hmm. And um, in the same way that we connect with, with our dogs like we do River, yeah. we, we connect with our friends, you know, and they make us who we are, yep. and and they they make things better or they make it worse. I mean, they. So I, I that one's special because I take a that's lot cool. of pride in being blessed with amazing friends. And that's so. cool. So that's that's episode ninety nine. A. Hey, that's right. Um, we we kind of polled everybody, and one of their other favorite episodes was episode ninety four. So no recency bias mm. here, but there's some good ones. It was Walker Davidson's episode. For a whole nother so, realm of reasons. But, I mean, that's like talking to the – remember the old Dos Equis commercials, the world's <laughs> the most, most interesting, interesting man? man. Uh, so that one was really Walker funny. Davidson. Like, I had kind of talked to him a little bit here and there, or he had he had been supportive of us. And I, truth be told, I wasn't necessarily, like, really paying attention to what he was doing. And so when he when he first came in, I I, I didn't know what we to didn't expect know who at all. He was, or he was, up to. It was one of those things where like I knew he had blown our calls and it, I, I'd seen yep. some pictures of him wearing a hat. Yep. And I thought that was awesome, but I had no idea about the Argentina thing. And so he comes in and 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 he had gotten one of the, the shin gear puppies too. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of thought that was the connection, and it kind of turned into one of those like, do you know kind of how this is going to go? Like no. And then he started talking. In the first three minutes, I was like. Oh my gosh, you are one incredible individual. I'm really glad to one know yeah. you, but two you, for you to be able to share your story and yeah. he's a young man that is going places. Yeah. I have no idea what he's going to do with his life, but yeah. like he's going to be somewhere out in front of something because yeah. nobody is a scout in the upland world on a horse for nothing. Yeah. I mean, he's he's somebody. So cool like cat. so Argentina was really cool. He, he hunted out there and 
Heck, he's in, he's he in was, Alberta now. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, and and his stories, you know, killing me about the Taliban rig running around <laughs> killing rabbits, and so that's a that's just a really good one. And uh, I don't know if I did it justice, but man, if your life is half as interesting as Walker Davidson's is, already as like twenty two or twenty four, however yeah. old he is, you're in a good spot, no doubt, no doubt. Um, I'm looking at this list here, and another one, uh, RT wrote down episode 68, Keelan, Boozer, Spence, and Scott. Hilarious part about that episode. Were you on that episode? I Did was you on host that episode? that episode? You came over there yep, to yep. host that episode. I came over there to host that episode and go hunting with you the next day. Because <laughs> we took Keelan off of that episode. Keelan fell asleep with the headset Keelan fell asleep on. with the headset on. He got quiet, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you hear a... <laughs> We're like, what is, you know... I fell asleep towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I think Keelan's sleep was more um, induced by lack of sleep. Like, I think he was genuinely tired. I'm pretty sure that my sleep was induced by <laughs> brown water <laughs> intake. Uh, no. <laughs> I know that Scott and Boozer were. But that it did turn out to be a super cool episode because we talked about little girls. Yeah, you know, and we we're kids. all three girl dads. Yeah. And, uh. That was, that was fun. Yeah, all four. That's right. Sorry. Five. Shoot. If yeah, we're going to start counting, I mean, Keelan is a girl dad. and Yeah. Boozer and I both are, and you and Scott are. I mean, so. Pretty wild how that happened. Yep. But that was a funny episode because that was the tour. That was right on the heels of the tornado, wasn't it? A uh, couple weeks removed from the t- Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was like yeah. the night, the day after or something. No, crazy. no, no. Oh, the, I got gotcha. The tornado was the opener of the second split that gotcha. would have been like december 10th um and they came more like seemed like it was more like the 20th or something gotcha it seemed like it was right before christmas yeah yeah um but that was a funny one and it's good to I mean, these guys just have very interesting perspectives and differing perspectives on how to hunt with their kids especially their girls and yep. it's been fun to you know i've loved getting to hunt with jane rhodes and her dad scott and that's been fun and getting to hunt with ann mac and boozer and um, you know, wasn't able to be on a part of a, a hunt where either one of them was able to close the deal. But it's fun to see the way that both of those girls are just so driven. And Jane loves hunting with her daddy. And it's it's fun that they were able to complete a single season mm-hmm. Grand Slam. And I just, it's fun watching, you know, Scott in particular, just rooting for, yeah. rooting for Jane. And the story that they tell of, um, I think they told it on the, Florida Osceola's with the kids episode Mm -hmm. about how Omi and Jane Mm -hmm. took the two of them out there Mm -hmm. to go hunt. And then they had, had something where a gun didn't go off and Omi passed the gun to Jane and Mm -hmm. they were able to double. It's like, that's some, that's some grown man stuff Mm -hmm. there, you know? Yep. Um, Whereas my brother and I in Nebraska couldn't get the countdown. Yeah. Boy. (laughs) You know, and you just said that, I don't mean to change the topic off the countdown, but one of the things you just said made me think about, you know, Ella Grace, Keelan's daughter, Mm -hmm. and Maddie and Katie, my two daughters, um, Omi and uh, Jane, they've all, they all know each other. And they've mm-hmm. spent time multiple times together, whether it's Maddie and Ella, Maddie, Katie, and Ella Grace, you know, when we vacation together, or or all of them when we go to South Carolina together, or when they come here. Like, yep. one of the coolest things to me about just hunting, it has nothing to do with being that we're in the industry or anything, but just hunting is you develop these friendships that, that supersede the game that you're hunting, you know? Definitely. I mean, 
I thoroughly enjoy shooting a turkey in the face. But if you gave me the choice to like spend three days in camp with that colorful group of people and not pull the trigger versus pull the trigger I know all exactly. by myself, I know exactly which one I'm picking. I know every which one time. I'm going to pick like, too. I, I, we, Trip and I watched a movie the other night about Kurt Warner yeah. called American Underdog. Yeah. If you have not seen it, you need to go watch it. But Kurt's mom in the movie um, says that he, he and his wife to be, Brenda, break up. And he wins the Arena Football League championship or something like that, or or, or uh, he 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 accomplishes something in Arena Football. And they're sitting on the tailgate of a truck, and she says, "Kurt, uh, you're not enjoying this." And he said, "Yeah, I know." And she said, "Let me tell you why you're not enjoying this." And she says, "It's because you don't have anybody to share it with. Brenda mm-hmm. should be here. Y'all need to go make up, and you need to, you know, like it's winning is only fun if you have somebody to celebrate it with." And totally true. That's the truth about hunting. Like hunting's just—it's only fun if you have somebody to share it with. <laughs> that's the thing. It's so hard to explain to people who are non non hunters. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you do this? You know, if you say you love the birds, and it's like we do, and we can serve them in our own way, and we do other things in our own way, and we appreciate them in our own way, but. Man, you can't go look, walk past that bar mm-hmm. and tell me that this is just about killing. Something. No, no. And I'm so grateful for the you know in the short amount of time that I've been in this space or whatever you want to call it of uh, the friendships that I've been able to make and mm-hmm. you know meaningful ones, not yep. just surface level ones that just over time and it's so. What's different about hunting than just meeting people casually, just here and there on the side, is that you almost always have a shared experience. Yeah. Good experience, a bad experience, you know, or a neutral one. But, like, there's something for you to talk about the next time. Uh, And then it builds on itself. It's a whole lot deeper than somebody you meet at parent-teacher conference where you're like, remember that time we we chatted in the line at parent-teacher conference? Exactly. No, I don't remember that. But you have the commonality. I mean, you've got a common adversary. You've got a common objective. You both freeze your butt off together. You both whatever, you know. I mean, there's there's a bond to that that is very – I mean, let's let's call it what it is. That's what we were made for. We were made mm-hmm. for community. We were made to live life together. Oh, yeah, I mean, and to work with each other, blood, sweat, tears, that right. kind of stuff. I mean, and so there's a part of us from a faith standpoint that is so fulfilled mm-hmm. when we link arms and we and we conquer something together. Like yeah. that's that's what we were designed to do in the yeah. garden, right? Yeah, it's true, and that's why as a photographer, I feel like this intense responsibility to take good pictures, not just because it's my job, but because I feel like I have a responsibility to take pictures to explain why we do what we do to the ones who are at home. Sure. And so when I get to take a few pictures of Drake and Josie and Lauren, crazy how people respond to that. That was overwhelming, (laughs) but also, but just like, but for, for Lauren to reach out to me and not just, sorry to put that out, but, but for Lauren to say something like, I really appreciate this. That means the world to me because if I can, in a small way, connect to the spouses of the men that I get to hunt with, why, to like for them to see their husband or their boyfriend or fiance in their element, yep. and they see them happy and yep. enjoying it and loving yep. life, like it, they get it. Yep. It's not just standing in the cold and freezing it, your it butt makes, off. Like it, it's fun. It's it also cool. validates the sacrifice they're making. Yeah. Because they're at home by themselves or they're doing whatever they're doing. Thank life you. That was the part I didn't mention, there. but that it connects those those two worlds. It's like exactly and, like Lindy said, the very first picture I sent her back was a picture you took of me and Aaron with a pile. And she goes, 
it makes me so happy to know that Aaron's getting to experience Canada with y'all. Like so, like awesome. That, that means so much. You know what I mean? Because in her way, that's her saying, "I don't really like single parenting this week and going to football practice and tennis practice." But that was and all worth the thing. it. But that's worth it, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. We're pulling in the same direction, so it. Yeah. Anyways, we're totally rabbit trailing, but it's it's never, it's never just about the critter. Uh uh-uh. uh And uh and and yeah. Anyways, we got a couple more on here, but I mean, there's a lot that obviously we like, or I don't think we would have put them out there. But yeah, the the first episode we did with episode 42 that we did with Mike Chamberlain. Oh yeah, and as well as episode 80 something that was, that was the, Chamberlain on 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 Fanning. Yeah, I mean, but just for him to Chamberlain talks, your mind's blown if you're paying attention. I've noticed when he speaks, other people don't, <laughs> and when you're around folks like that, you need to keep that trend going. <laughs> no doubt. And I just appreciate the way he approaches his research mm. because there's so many times where we want him to draw a conclusion quickly, mm-hmm. whether it was the fanning podcast or whether it was something else. Yeah, trapping raccoons, and he, whatever it was. And he's, and he not, just... he's not willing, you know, in lieu of evidence mm-hmm. to even insinuate yep. that that could be a drive. Yeah. He just asks the question. And I think – as researchers, it's it's really important to find answers, but it's almost more important to continue to ask questions. Right. And I think the way he approaches research, I, th- I hope I've explained kind of what he does well, but, like, I just admire that about him, mm-hmm. that he's not trying to just please any one audience mm-hmm. because, you know, maybe we wanted him to come on there and be, like, definitively, like, yeah. oh, heck yeah, yeah, yeah it's smashing turkey popular. You should and you should stop fanning. It's yeah. like, wait a minute. And then he Did says he it. just endorse the yeah. coon population or the well, fan? I mean, I mean it's, like, it's nature. You're not even sure because <laughs> yeah. he's, he's so level and scientific. Exactly. And, I mean, it's nature and balance, and 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 he took the approach pretty much on both of them. Of, of it's a it's a mosaic of problems and solutions. Yeah. There's no silver bullet, but doing something is better than doing mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. But but hearing him talk about that the way he did, and he's a hunter too. You know, we think we've got a hard job to explain why. You know. He's killing turkeys too, and I think it's awesome the way that he approaches it. Yep. So yep. I'm talking an awful lot. No, no, way. this is fantastic. I mean, but, it's it it it's still mind blowing to me that a guy like Chamberlain would answer our telephone call and even you know participate in our podcast. I well, feel well, like he's well, so the first time so we did it, the first time we did it, we got the Eastern Time Zone, Central Time Zone, <laughs> and I thought we'd missed our shot. Yeah, he's like, well, "How about tomorrow?" And I'm like, "Book it." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Or, like, yeah. or or Mike Goodrum doing yeah. his, like, the, the yeah. oh, gosh, the freestyle turkey yeah. rap, you know, and, and chase the thrill. Chase the thrill, not the kill. You know, his thing about, man, if you really want a, your heart to beat out of your chest, draw down on one. And, and let click, him walk and off. And let him walk off. And I'm not a man enough to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I, and, 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 I mean, I, back to the beginning, it still blows my mind that people listen to this. <laughs> We're grateful. <laughs> like, I'm very grateful. And, and it's definitely been a, a lift for our business and, and our brand. And we're just, we're grateful for that. And so mm-hmm. thank you for listening. Thanks for sharing it with your friends. And hopefully in the next hundred, we'll have, you know, some memorable moments like the first hundred. So that's right. Well, anyways, you got anything else, man? I'm still tired. <laughs> I slept about eight hours in my own bed last night. And, but I need about another 38 hours of sleep to catch up. Quickly, so went to Canada, had a great trip, had to earn every foul that we shot at and shot. But I feel like we will 
cover kind of Canada more as the episodes yeah. go. But I want you to talk briefly about after Canada, you left, flew out of Calgary, yeah, and went, went to, straight to D.C. for – Yeah, Benelli had a big fundraiser deal they did. Mm-hmm. Um, Benefiting? An organization called Freedom Hunters. Yeah. Which is kind of like I'm probably insulting them somehow and don't know it when I say this, but – Basically, it seemed a lot like uh, like a wounded warriors sort of a project. They take yeah. wounded veterans um, and get them in the outdoors, take them on hunts. They've been doing it a long time and seem to be a very successful organization. Um, and Benelli has this charity sporting clays tournament or or you know, sporting clays to shoot yeah. every year to benefit them. And they invited me a couple of months ago. Um, I've kind of secretly always wanted to go and to be invited. It's an invitation deal. And so I said yes and then started looking at the calendar. I was like, crap, this is really going to, you know, gum things up. So I had to get – I had to ride in the car with somebody else about four hours to get to the airport to fly to D.C. So I had to leave all my stuff in the trailer with the boys. And then I, I flew out, connected, and got in about 1130 Thursday night registration for the sporting clay shoot was at eight thirty the next morning. So you got to sleep in. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, there was no air conditioning in my hotel. <laughs> it was hot. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, anyways, I, I got up and had to shoot sporting clays, which was great, but I thought there was a, we built some calls for a live auction. So I was kind of expecting there to be, a um like a banquet you know like a dinner mm. and it turned out that there was a there was sort of a a, a get together but it was a lunch get together and so it was like at 12 30 so by the time the whole auction was over and everything it was like three o'clock in the afternoon and i'm back at my hotel with no air conditioning sitting there twiddling my thumbs well the monday the following that was a friday the following monday was the beginning of fall break for my kids so i've been gone from home now for that was the 16th day, and I'm supposed to fly home. The, so that was a Friday night, Friday afternoon. I'm supposed to fly home on Saturday afternoon, get in about 8.30. My kids won't be home. Lindy and the kids won't be home until 8.30 Monday night. So I was like, man, why in the world am I – I mean, I'm going to be here another 24 hours doing nothing. I don't know anybody. Everybody that was there had already left because they knew it was over at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Somehow I just missed that detail. <laughs> so I'm in a hotel right outside of Washington, D.C., by myself like – man, this sucks. <laughs> so I started looking and, and first I was like, okay, I can get a flight into Memphis tonight. And so I, I bumped my flight up. It was, it was 35 bucks. So I got my flight bumped up to Friday night, arrived in Memphis. And then I got thinking, about, I was like, why am I doing that to like sit at home for three days by myself? I mean, sleep didn't seem like a good enough reason. Yeah, that's right. So I, I searched and saw that I could get a flight into Cleveland to visit Lindy's family because that's where they were. They were leaving Memphis Airport at 9 p.m. that night, and I was arriving at the Memphis Airport at 1030. It just didn't seem right for us to pass in the like night Like literally pass through. Yeah. yeah. So I searched. Heck, the, the flight to Cleveland was a little cheaper than the flight to Memphis, so I just rebooked to Cleveland, and I landed in Cleveland Friday night at uh, 11 – 40 and they they landed at 11 50 
different airlines, but we both landed in Cleveland. That's so cool. And so I was sitting at the bottom of the escalator when the kids came down the escalator. And they didn't they had know. no idea. I, was, I had a different hat on. I was sitting there videoing them. <laughs> Trip was like, he did like a triple take, and he was like, what? Wait, what? What? That's awesome. You texted uh, me. We were, we were kind of, we were just wrapping up the trip, and you had said that we were just kind of talking about family, and you said, you know, I just said something along those lines of, you know, can't wait to put mom yeah. around my girls. And yeah. you, you were talking about how that's important. And you said, yeah, I'm about to, mine are picking me up at baggage claim and they don't know it yet. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Yeah. It just didn't seem, I mean, you know, I guess I could have gone on home. There's plenty of stuff to do and I would have slept better at the house. I mean, my, my in-laws live in a zero lot line and they have a pull-out couch. And so, I mean, I didn't sleep good <laughs> the three nights I was there, but I got to see my family and good and, for your soul, not your yeah, body. Yeah, and and you know it, it just. Anyways, so last night was the first night I slept in my own bed, and it felt great. But I I need to go do it again tonight. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Well, I think we've talked them out of this one. Yeah. Finally, episode one hundred at long last. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Get ready for a bunch. That's right. Coming up, we're gonna quick. have a flurry coming. Thanks That's for right. listening to another episode of the Rolling Thunder podcast. Catch y'all on the next one. See you on the next one.